the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. If you missed last hour, download the podcast. Lots of great information. We had Brian Maloney on. We we talked about from Red Wave America. We talked about. Uh, the South Carolina primary over the weekend, breaking news about Ronnie McDaniel leaving the RNC, breaking news about a resolution that's going to be asking to invoke the 25th Amendment against Joe Biden. Uh, so many updates about the story, the tragic story uh, that was completely preventable of the murder of a beautiful young Christian gal in Georgia at the hands of an illegal alien, a violent, murderous, illegal alien. So much we covered last hour. So download the podcast if you missed any part of it, wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakeshow.com, andreakeshow.com. This hour, we got a lot more, just as much great stuff to get to. There was a really disturbing story out of Israel involving an airman from the Air Force. And so I reached out to my good friend, Gunnery Sergeant, USMC retired Jesse Jane Duff to get her take on it. And I messaged her. I said, you know, are you up for, are you comfortable talking about this? Cause it's, it's very traumatic uh, for uh, it was traumatic for me and I didn't even serve. Although I like to think I did in this sense as the growing up on military basis, we're going to talk about uh, Bushnell. Um, this, uh, but that's when we come back after the first break. Before I go any further, though, I got to bring in this dude. He's with me every second of the Andrea K show. It is the one and only. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. <laughs> All right, I love it. <laughs> it's true, though. And, it is true. Yes. And when, and when you're part talent and part producer, then it's also about self-joy. Self-love, right? Is it not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. A little bit. (laughs) It's all about the joy. Speaking of joy, Joy Reid, Joyless Reid, as she's called by many. I don't know if she's back in the headlines. She's gone viral again. And I don't know. I can't ever know because, you know, I truly can't get inside the head of some people uh, and crawl around, at least not literally. So she made she made some comments about uh, about babies that has a lot of people surprised and not me because I think it's completely in line with the left. And we, you know, last hour we spent a lot of time talking about the border and I think her comments that she made about, Hey, don't we have enough kids in this world? Uh, You know, um, is all about justifying the invasion that's being orchestrated as well as on top of the depopulation plans that the left has. But without further ado, Let's play this joyless read clip. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party 
Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? She went on uh, apparently to also talk about how, you know, there, you know, these are people that are coming here to do the, you know, what are these kids going to do? She said at one point, do the work that the migrants are going to do. Who believes that? Look, there is nobody uh, uh, who's a conservative who's talking about the issue being that we've got too many people coming here, the, it, it, that it's about a population control issue. There's no conservative that's making that argument. So this is, this is like, um, I can't remember the lead. It's like paralleling in the part of, of the legal community. It's, um, a, a, it's, a, it's a false choice argument. She's she's arguing against a claim that nobody's made. There's nobody arguing that the issue with the open border is that we've got too many people here. The problem is, is they're coming here illegally. We don't know who they are. We're $34 trillion in debt. They're draining the resources and the lives of American citizens. American citizens who are having to question whether or not they should be able to have more children because of the economic drain in all aspects of our lives. That's the issue. Ask, why don't you ask, instead of saying, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, um, don't we have enough kids? Don't we have enough illegal alien criminals running around raping? And maybe you guys, maybe you guys are the ones uh, you, you dad, you're the ones who want more kids, evidently, so you can put them into prostitution rings and, and have them be slaves in your sweatshops. That's I guess that's the answer to why do we don't we have enough kids? No, evidently not for you lefties. You just don't want them to be born to to Americans. You don't want to be you certainly don't want them to be born to Christians and conservatives. No, you want them here for sweatshops and prostitution rings. Anything you want to add, Sesame, before we break? Nope. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. It's despicable the way that they're, and she said this evidently sometime while the, uh, while uh, America was coming to grips with a 22 year old, young, beautiful Christian gal who was murdered at the hands of an illegal. These people have no soul, no, no ability to empathize with anybody. This is how communists operate. This is how a hundred, go ahead. You're right. No, I'm sorry. Just, just one little short thing on that, on that note. I'm so glad you said empathy. I am so glad that you said empathy. There's so much sympathy and empathy for the people breaking into this country. Yes. Where is the empathy and sympathy like that for the American people that you're supposed to be serving? Time and yeah. time again, they set us up for failure, and it's it just it just it feels like the government actually hates the American people, and they they really want to break this country and break our spirit. And it's just so. I'm just glad you said empathy. It's like that struck a nerve yeah. because that's what it yeah. is. It's it's exactly. all the extension and all the empathy and all the caring for people who aren't from here at the expense of people here who are screaming and drowning and saying, "Help me!" Yeah. In fact, James Woods, 
uh, retweeted a video of Joe Biden showing all this sympathy to this family. You're so courageous what you're going through. I know what it's like to bury somebody deep in the ground and on and on and on. James Woods was like, you know, here is Joe Biden showing, you know, remorse and empathy towards Lake and Riley's family. And then he's like, oh, wait. And at the end of the video, it's Joe Biden talking about George Floyd who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly and died of a drug overdose. And oh, by the way, before I take a break, update today on Navalny. Guess how he died? A blood clot. Remember, that was the dissident that everybody's saying, you know, we got to get some money over to Ukraine immediately because of Navalny being murdered by Putin. Yeah, that Navalny died of a blood clot. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to talk about an Air Force, an airman who died at his own hand, lighting himself on fire. Why? Why did he do this? We'll discuss with retired gunny sergeant Jesse Jane Duff when we return. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. In our legal news of the night, our legal segment, I don't even know if I can even really call this legal news because, you know, it involves uh, the lovebirds, Fanny and Wade. How soon before we see a reality show about Fanny and Wade? Uh, Fanny and Wade keeping it real, except we lied every step of the way. Keeping it real, except we wasn't real about what we was doing, including the fact that Fanny wore a dress backwards when she came into court. There is nothing real about this person's uh, qualifications, her legal acumen. Quite frankly, at this point, I want to see records of her actually having attended law school. I want to see records that she actually passed law school. I want to see records where she passed the, you know, bar exam, because, you know, they're just more and more. Here's the latest update. Text messages have now, or data has now revealed that Fannie and Wade actually, and, and remember, let me remind you, there was a hearing about her qualifications because her corruption, her involvement with Wade, her romantic relationship with him came to light, which meant that she had actually hired somebody and was paying her boyfriend to be the special prosecutor. And that money that was being paid to him was being used to squire her around and take her on vacations. Now you're up to speed. They lied in the hearing that um, he became, they became romantically involved after he had been hired. Data has refuted that. The latest of the data is that they text messaged each other before he was hired a total of 11,865 times. (laughs) Fanny and Wade sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah, that's a little Southern ditty. Um... Can you explain to me, Sesame, at this point, can somebody explain to me, email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com, where this judge is and why he has not already disqualified her? Oh, I know, because reports took uh, came out this weekend that uh, Judge uh, Brother Friend had donated to Fannie Willis's campaign. Did I solve that mystery mm-hmm. out there for y'all? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, I hope he doesn't disqualify her because him keeping her as prosecutor disqualifies this entire sham of a prosecution. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, it, it's just it's ridiculous. Honestly, I don't understand. I mean, I know everyone's saying, you know, that this is just ridiculous, but it truly is a kangaroo court the way she's running things down there in Fulton County. And I'm looking for some of that sweet southern justice to, to come down on her. I mean, really, she's just I'll give her this. She's got a lot of gall just going on the record, seemingly admitting to crimes, taking the stand when she wasn't planning on it and then deciding to peace out the next day. Um, but no, I mean, what we've seen is just crazy. And I think there's such a strong argument for disbarment. She's making a mockery of our justice system, truly. So so I know that this judge seems like he's a, a supporter. At least he's, you know, donated her way or whatever. But this is just – it's crazy. It's its not tenable. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's better for Trump to have her, you know, to keep things intact or not. But it's just absolutely crazy to me that she's even allowed to be a DA considering yeah. her campaign and the comments she's made in the past because someone who acts like this, she's done this kind of thing before. I mean, not with Nathan Wade necessarily, but lying to people, you know, bringing her personal bias and personal feuds and, and politics into her work. She, she's made shady comments in the past, and she's, she's clearly been a problematic for a long time. So I'm surprised she's made it this far. I just can't, be- I just yeah. can't believe it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm literally questioning. I mean, I've got family down there. They're wanting me to, oh, you should move down here. Do your show from here. And and it's like, I don't I don't even want to fly over Georgia at this point. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at they've been completely taken over from the Yollywood to now the illegals have taken over down there, murdering people right and left. Uh, now we you know, we we've got obviously no semblance of justice down there. And, you know, I just at this point, I don't want anything to do with it at this point, and And, you know, I don't know about Florida either, uh, that what what conservatives need to understand is that there are no real red states out there. And one of the reasons why that's important to remember is because if you think that there are, then you think there's an easy solution to the issues. And then you think, well, all I've got to do, the only the only part I have to play, my only role in saving this country is packing up my family and moving. All this weekend, all I heard about was Sylvester Stallone showing a clip from his reality show, The Family Sly, I guess, or whatever it is, which is actually kind of a clever play on one of my favorite bands when I was a kid, Sly and mm-hmm. the Family Stone, mm-hmm. uh, that they're moving, moving to Florida. You know, uh, run for office. You know, I mean, what were we talking about last hour with the report that El Cajon has been designated as the latest dumping ground for illegals? Why El Cajon? Because that is a solidly conservative area. In fact, the, the Republicans had such a victory on the city council out there. They took back a city council seat that was plus 14 Democrat. That's an area that and that freaked them out. Right. So, you know, they they you know, they they know the areas, the pockets they've got to turn. We've got to get active in every area. Um, Okay, so speaking of of legal, I want to give a little update on the Fannie Willis fraud case in New York. Uh, The Trump team did file a notice to appeal. That's not a motion to appeal. Remember that on top of the abuse of everything that took place in that courtroom and and Fannie, uh, not Fannie, and uh, Letitia James campaigning to destroy Trump and everything that took place in the fraud case, they also twisted the knife on Trump saying that he could not appeal without paying off the judgment, which is like saying you can't appeal the death penalty until you, you know, sit in the chair and be executed. I mean, it's insane. So he has not 
um, filed the motion to appeal, which would require him to pay. But the fact up front, but the fact that they filed a notice to appeal is saying to the court, we are going to appeal this. So, uh, you know, he's he's going to be able to secure a loan on bond and in order to appeal. So just to give you an update on that. All right. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, we've got a we've got a, a segment to do on the men out there. Just some other topics of the day, stories of the day to show how the left is going in hard on you toxic males to try to turn any of you real alpha males that are left out there into uh, baby girl vibes. Stick around. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. One of the things I forgot to mention about CPAC, uh, um, I, I'm not even sure I even talked about CPAC last hour. I, I talked about the South Carolina primary. One of the things I talked about in connection with the primary was people running. Uh, not to not thinking they could beat Trump but for a variety of reasons, one of which is to run for VP. And Tulsi Gabbard, evidently, uh, boss hog, as as I call her, because she likes to wear that white boss hog suit from uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard. So boss hog was down at CPAC and supposedly gave a rousing speech and was being floated for VP. Um, uh, uh, absolutely. Hail no. How many times do we have to say that just because somebody is right on one issue from the far left, that we've got to stop jumping on their bandwagon and acting like there's some kind of boss hog riding in on a white horse? Just save us. I'm not the only one to see her as, um, you know, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say a Trojan horse. Some people have compared her to that. But why did CPAC invite her there? Because Matt Schlapp and Mercedes Schlapp and the CPAC are not conservative. They would love for Trump to pick a rhino, a Democrat, to be VP. Absolutely not. I want to hear from you guys who you think VP should be. Do you think it should be? um, Some people have come out and said Ben Carson. I don't agree with Ben Carson as VP. I think that he is an absolutely brilliant man. I've had him on the show. I don't think he has the strength. If DeSantis could pull his head out of his own, you know, egotistical hiney, he would realize that he would be, never had a pathway to the Oval Office without riding the coattails of somebody else. And in this case, uh, it, it would be the coattails of Trump. That's who should be VP. Certainly not Tulsi Gabbard. Anything you want to add there? You guys email me, andreakshow.com. Anything you want to add before I move into this other story? Well, yeah, it's like you're saying, look, Tulsi, she, she's not woke, and that's great. But that doesn't mean that she's a, a MAGA, America first conservative. And I certainly don't think that there's enough there, enough overlap ideologically. So, I mean, sure, I mean, she, she knows enough to know that most of what you get from the modern Democrat Party is complete nonsense and gibberish. But that doesn't mean that she's a conservative and it doesn't mean that we should, no. proverbially, proverbially speaking, jump into bed and align ourselves with her no. because I do not think that that would be smart in any, in um, any way yeah. at all. I respect her, Same. but I do not think that yeah. would be good. 
No, absolutely not. The, the reality is, is she's reached the maximum of where she can go in her own party. And instead of staying mm-hmm. over there and trying mm-hmm. to fix it and trying to work at the ground level to try to change the Democrat Party into something that's sane instead of communist, she's trying to come over and, you know, uh, see where she can get in the Republicans. And she needs to be she needs to be rejected as much, if not more than Nikki Haley. And just because she wore the uniform doesn't mean that that makes her conservative. Case in point, an incredibly disturbing video that I unfortunately saw today involves an airman, an active duty airman, Air Force um, airman. I don't know if uh, what rank he was. Did a video of himself walking towards the embassy, the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., as he's talking about describing an active, an extreme act of protest over the Israel-Hamas war, 25 years old, Aaron Bushnell of San Antonio. He's walking and, 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 and talking about, you know, his need to do an extreme protest. Stands in front of the embassy gates, dumps something over his head, puts his cap on struggles, he had set the video down, struggles to light himself on fire, eventually is successful. And as he starts to burn, he's screaming, free Palestine, free Palestine. Fortunately, the video gets blurred. And he's screaming, free Palestine, as he starts to then scream in agony from the pain. And and people are yelling at him, get down, get down, get down. I have so many thoughts about this. Thoughts about this being a result of indoctrination destroying the minds of good people. Indoctrination destroying the minds of the military. How this is an example of the military completely uh, having gone completely woke. There's a saying, go woke, go broke. How about you go woke to the point where you're willing to kill yourself over wokeness? Because he's not over there. He's not over there fighting in Gaza. This is liberalism. He killed himself on behalf of Hamas. This is what we're doing to our military? And how did they not know? Was there nobody? I'm not familiar with the Air Force. This is the one branch. I don't know anybody in the Air Force. Jesse Jane Duff was going to join us, and she couldn't She couldn't in the last minute. I was hoping she could maybe bring some sense to it. She told me earlier Clearly, he was suffering from a psychological illness. Yeah, and to me, that illness is liberalism. You're going to protest something Israel is doing against in, in defense of themselves against a terrorist organization. And by the way, in Palestine, 90-something percent of them agree with the October 7 attacks. And he's going to light himself on fire for them? And then the story gets even worse today because Al Jazeera, of course, was loving it, right? Al Jazeera does a meme showing a U.S. airman in flames in front of the Israel embassy gates in Washington, D.C. and says, rest in power. So then, of course, the black people in America, the black identity uh, politics cranks are all saying today, no, you can't use rest in power, man, because that's for black people only. So you got a white guy who lit himself on fire on behalf of liberalism, and it still wasn't good enough for him. You can kill yourself in the name of wokeism, and if you're white, it's not going to score you any points. 
Anything you want to add? I just honestly, I do pray for this man's soul. I do pray for him. I don't, I don't know how much of this was really, I, I, a part of me definitely thinks that it is political, but I also, I, I do think that part of this is also just some kind of psychological thing that's going on. I don't know. But I also would add that liberalism is something of a, of a mental disease. So yeah, it I, is. I think it's all of Literally. the above. It's just very, very sad. And it does go to show you that propaganda, peddling all this this pro-Hamas propaganda, frame, you know, taking a complex situation and framing it in terms of black and white, Israel's the oppressor, Palestine's the oppressed, classic Marxist worldview. Um, so there's yeah. your communism again. But it's just – it's it's – it's just irresponsible to peddle those kinds of narratives, and it does. It's not a victimless crime to to perpetuate no. propaganda, especially when it when it's about you know justifying terrorist organizations or because that's like you're saying. There's so much support at home for Hamas. It seems like among the Palestinian people. So you know, uh, and we know that Free Palestine so much you know is so much of that really means get rid of Israel, wipe Israel well, off the yes, map, go after this, Jewish I'm people. So, so it's like, glad you mentioned. It's hard for me I, to empathize with him in that cause yeah. because it's like you're basically your dying it's breath is calling for genocide. Yeah, it's like that's hard for me to. I, yeah. I want to see the humanity, but I mean, I I can't excuse that. No, he, he, you know, clearly that you know. I'm glad you brought up uh, the. Um, I don't remember exactly how you say, it, but this was an act of anti-Semitism. He went and stood before the Israel embassy and did this. It's insane. 25 years old. This is a result of the anti-Semitism that's coming out of our colleges and universities and what's also be peddled, being peddled under the guise of humanitarianism by the Biden regime, by the Democrats, pushing this crap in our military inst- institutions, whether they be West Point or Annapolis or, you know, in, in Air Force Academy, the legacy media. We saw on the heels of October 7th, we saw rallies across the country calling for the genocide of Jews. And this is what, he, what is reflected. And I want to know who knew. I don't know anything about the Air Force. I don't know how their units are aligned. Um, but this is incredibly, incredibly disturbing. And there are some people, there was one person today who tweeted out, um, uh, you know, an image of a clown being burned. And you're right. It is hard when you think about the sentiment behind this, when you delve behind it, when you get past the horror of seeing somebody doing this to themselves on behalf of, of liberalism, and then you think you, this was really an act of anti-Semitism. And I can't, I can't uh, sympathize with that. I want to know what you guys think. Because clearly he also, his video that he did was propaganda. It was meant to sway you emotionally. It wasn't an act of protest. It was an act of propaganda. He sacrificed himself on the altar of communism because what did the what do the left here in this country? Why are they partnering with the Islamist? Because they both share an ideology of power, complete power over its citizens. He was no different today than a suicide bomber. That's what he was. He just didn't take anybody else out with him in the meantime. You guys think I'm being too harsh? Let me know. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. When we come back, we're gonna shift gears to some legal news that are brewing including your two favorite America's sweethearts, Fanny and Wade. Stick around.
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's raining men. Hallelujah! It's raining men. That's like a classic Bachelorette weekend song. Okay. Women love that song. And if you ever saw the video from it, there's much to love in that, uh, the video that goes along with the song. Uh, The left is doing everything that they can to change uh, not just the definition of men with their transgender stuff, but the, any men that left over that haven't had their hoo-hahs whacked on or dealt with, uh, they want to change uh, from the toxic male to something uh, very, very, very feminine. Uh, And there's lots of different ways that they're going about doing that. And I've got a couple reports uh, today. And I specifically pulled these because I wanted to get my dude, Sesame Broccolini, who, and the the side dish Sesame Broccolini is not unlike Popeye spinach, right? Remember Popeye, eat the spinach, you're going to go grow big and strong. Same way with the Sesame Broccolini. But here's the bad news for you. And all you men out there, um, y'all thought that working out in the gym and like getting that trim waistline and that six pack was the way to go. Well, not so, according to a study that's come out from UCSD. Apparently, Sesame Broccolini, um, a study has been found at UCSD right up the road here from us that big ab muscles, that six pack abs could lead to heart disease for men. So now being trim and muscular is going to be out, um, or at least that's what they want. And they are saying that a large abdominal muscle area may have a greater risk of heart disease. And so the dad bod may be the way to go. They say as far as muscle density goes, the prognosis is different than women. With women, you don't want to have the big gut. You No, no, no. You want to have that trim waistline. But with men, men with the densest muscle within the abdominal cavity have nearly one quarter of the risk of heart disease later in life. Um, I don't know who's buying this nonsense. There's no way that you can convince me that men having that big, big beer gut is healthier than men with a six-pack app. What say you? Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know about all that, but 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 this is actually pretty surprising to me. I, I don't know why, but I don't. I'd be curious to know more about this research or exactly why they're, they're linked. These these having def- like a six pack of of you know ab muscles or whatever, and and an increase in risk for heart disease or or heart issues. But that is very interesting. So I do wonder like how they did that research or what exactly the the link is like you know the, the cause why but mm-hmm. yeah know. these are the same people that told you that masks worked <laughs> and if you stood six feet away from people that you, that it was safe to go into a strip club and eat but it wasn't safe to go into <laughs> <laughs> right that's what we're dealing with here yeah Hashtag that that's science. a good point. <laughs> Don't be telling me. I mean, you do the research, people. Use your common sense, okay? Use your common sense. Do you think men dragging around a big old gut hanging over their belly are healthier than men with a flat stomach? Okay, come on now. This, th- these are the same people that are also telling you that men are really digging the baby girl vibes. <laughs> 
<laughs> the baby girl vibes. They not only want you to have that big old gut, not have a six pack ab. Now we've got a story out on New York Post. Women are loving men who embrace, quote, the baby girl vibe and ditch toxic masculinity. Being so, quote, so baby girl is the hottest compliment for men. A 26-year-old, six-foot-five man isn't what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of a baby girl, but it is for Gen Z. Jacob Alordi, 26, was deemed, quote, so baby girl during his promotion as host of Saturday Night Live in January when musical guest Renee Rapp and cast member Bowen Yang made the decree. The Australian actor had joined, has joined the ranks of other heartthrobs, including Pedro Pascal, Timothy uh, Chalamet, and the White Lotus actor Leo Woodall being associated with the moniker, leading uh, to confusion for some and crushes for others. A new definition of the term baby girl has recently been adopted. It's now a a term of endearment, uh, and it's expanding now that these Hollywood heartthrobs have been associated with it. A man who is a baby girl comes across as sweet, charming, a bit bashful, and seemingly in touch with their feminine side. In other words... A chick. This is so, you know, of course, I see the connection between uh, this actor, for example, uh, wearing a Chanel-like pink uh, jacket, uh, as well as the same, as well at the same time, we've got this article coming out. We've got studies coming out that say men with six-pack abs are, you know, uh, unhealthy right? It's because they're trying to change what it means to be, they're trying to make the alpha male, the traditional alpha male who is strong, who is muscular, who takes care of his body, uh, who's fit, who sees fitness as a key aspect of his life. And that is his role of, of the male uh, head of the household that now they need that to go by the wayside for the same reason why they don't want women to embrace their femininity. They don't want women to embrace the traditional roles of being the stay-at-home mom, taking care of children, enjoying cooking and cleaning. They don't want that embraced either, right? This is about flipping the traditional roles of America so that they can flip America on its head. Am I wrong? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know when this all began, but clearly there is this there's this push to turn men into into women and to create this generations really of soy boys and and beta males. And I think part of it's also political because, frankly, they want docile, weak men who are much less likely to stand up to the government and to stand up to tyranny and to get involved than the type Mm -hmm. of person they're looking to create. I think it's no secret that they're 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 trying to um secure their own power protect protect their own power by honestly in in some ways i guess sort of neutering the population creating yeah. generations of people men and women who aren't strong because there are, there are sons this country was founded by the sons and daughters of liberty so it does go both ways but they've been doing this for so so long i don't know exactly when but i remember even being in school and all of the things that boys do were were frowned upon and you were shamed and they encouraged you to tap into your feelings and it's well, why do you care so much about what i'm feeling 
that part of that is I'm I genuinely genuinely wonder why like why do you care so much? Just let God made men a certain way. He made women a certain way. Why fight against human nature so much? It's a losing battle. You're never gonna win. Human nature is unchanging, and I think that men are engineered a certain way in the same way that women are, and we complement each other, and that's a good thing. So I I think it's a losing battle ultimately, but in the meantime, a lot of men are going to be lost, depressed, anxious, certainly not in touch with themselves because they're being told yourself, your inner nature, who you are is toxic. And so we need to yeah, remake yeah. you in our image right. according and to our think, ideals. Right. Let's think about how they could play that out. Um, they're not just – this is about weakening men – mentally, physiologically, psychologically, physically, in every way possible at a time in which they can't get, they, they are fostering, they're setting the stage for a civil war in this country. We've got crime, a, a crime wave across the country due to Nobel policies, due to a flood of, of criminal legal aliens coming across um, that we've, we've got all aspects of signs telling us of our government, uh, coming for us to seize control over us, you know, the growth of tyranny in this country, the last, you know, they can't take our guns from us. So the only thing that they can do at this point is to try to condition a population that's not going to fight back. And they made a lot of headway with that during COVID. I was astounded and sickened by how so many conservatives, including people that I considered friends, that were so willing to give up their freedoms out of fear. And just because a politician told, oh, he, you know, because I push back against Trump. Oh, he's just trying to keep you safe. That's not his job. I'm not interested in a government trying to keep me safe. That's my job. I'm interested in my freedom. And that should never be sacrificed under the guise of the government protecting me. Men are, uh, you're, you're, you're supposed to be able to protect yourself and those of your loved ones. And the primary, uh, just like our government's number one job is to, is to protect its nation and, and, and they're refusing to do so with the border uh, to protect us domestically and against foreign enemies uh, you know, it's the head of household. It's the man's job to protect his wife and his children. And they've done everything that they can to diminish men's ability or desire to do so. Switching gears to another um, pop culture story of the day. Did, I, I never really liked the movie Mary Poppins. Growing up, I wasn't a kid big on animation. Didn't like that. I liked character-driven dramas. I liked, if I liked a, a, a family movie, I did want them to be real-life characters, but it had to be in the realm of reality. I couldn't really, Mary Poppins was just, I, I just, not my movie. I just thought it was stupid and silly. Um, now it has been smacked with a PG label. Because apparently, first of all, did you like that movie? Is that, a, is that, and you can admit to me, you know, if, if you liked it. I mean, I know I'm weird and didn't like some things people liked. Did you like Mary Poppins? No, I've seen it. I, I, it's, it's okay. I, I will watch yeah. it if it's on. It's perfectly pleasant. It's just a little bland. Yeah. Same thing for me with, with Wizard of Oz. I have never been able to stay awake. No, from the time I was a baby growing up through adulthood, I have never stayed awake through the entire movie, The Wizard of Oz. There's a lot of references people use about that movie I don't get. 
because I've never watched it in its entirety. Mary Poppins is another one. So I'm not even aware that evidently uh, twice in the movie, the word Hottentot is used. I don't even remember that because I've never stayed awake to it, nor am I aware that that's a discriminatory term. Do you know what Hottentot stands for? No, I also forgot that that's even in the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen that thing. Um, well, yeah, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, they say the term refers to the koi, hoi, and sand people, which is generally considered both archaic and offensive. What? I don't even know who these groups yeah, are. Yeah, I'm still confused. So you slapped a PG label on for discriminatory language that nobody even recognizes? <laughs> what? Who? I've heard of the hoi polloi. Who's the koi, hoi people? The koi, koi people. Who are the sand people? It's archaic language. Well, if it's archaic, and no, that means that nobody even knows what it means. This is just the depths of how hard they, how hard they work to try to come up with something to yammer about. There are some people that we, we have a saying in the South. There's some people that would complain if they had a ham under each arm. And that's what they're doing here. Just looking for anything. I mean, what is, what is so bad about Mary Poppins other than the fact that it's boring? boring? You know, I, I just, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, I don't know any, anything you want. I mean, uh, you know, if you want to criticize the movie or take it off air, slap, a, if you want to slap a winning label on it, just slap trite across it and silly and stupid, you know, but, but, you know, much of today's content is silly and stupid like the view. it's true though it it, it is true no you i don't know look people are just so easily wounded these days and they focus on things that just don't matter really you know slapping a pg label on a movie that look it's 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 an american classic ever just about everybody under the sun has heard of mary poppins at this point but going back in time and slapping some warning on it because of some outdated reference that most people in the real world don't even understand. Come on, give me a break. You don't have anything better to do with your time because we do have real problems in this country. That's just not one of them. We got real issues. Yeah. I got 99 problems and that ain't one of them. Remember when that was like a big saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have time for me to give a little shout out to, uh, uh, when L- L- Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, I guess I don't have time to play the clip, but you know, I try to think of somebody positive to try to give a little, you know, daily, you know, hero t- tip. Uh, evidently, uh, w- there was some uh, state, you know, legislation happening uh, in Virginia today, and Winsome Sears refused to address a biological male state senator named Danica Rome as sir. I mean, she, she referred, Winsome Sears referred to a state senator, biological male, transgender state senator as sir. And refused to refer to Danica Rome uh, uh, with female pronouns. Hat tip to Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears for that. This is what we need. I'm not going to be for you. can stand here in front of me with a wig and call yourself Danica all day long. I'm not, I don't have to be forced to participate in your mental illness. Hat tip to Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. Thanks for being with me tonight, guys. Appreciate it. Love you so much. Uh, follow me on all the socials. 
Download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me, andrewkshow.com. We'll be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.